Congratulations. Thank you, thank you. Very, very nice of you to say that, yeah. <laughs> Pains me to I say. Make, I, make, I, know, I won't make this whole episode about Liverpool, but, but yeah, it's, it's, it's been a nice few days, you know. Over the moon about winning the league. That's exactly that how it was when I found out we'd won. So. But yeah, happy about the Barcelona winning the league. Exciting. Fully deserved. I agree as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't want to admit it. You fully deserved that. Um, I was slightly hoping you wouldn't get to finish because of Corona. We yeah. are what we are, you know. Yeah, I'm just too fair. I think for me personally, it's just like it's been a long time coming. We've had a few chances where we should have won it and could have won it as well, but. As a local fan, this is the only trophy that is in our age group that I've never seen us win the Premier League. So, so for me, it's perfect sort of like icing on the cake. Yeah, really, really happy about it. I was Saturday's excited as I was a few days ago. I was, well, I called you a few times and, you know, if you've been on my social media, I was posting celebrations with the front centre, but I've had time to like, you know, soak it all in, but yeah. Over the moon about it, and the greatest thing about it, I only feel like we're only going to improve as well. I don't feel we're like, with a finish like, yay, yeah, roll your eyes, mate. I actually feel like there's a lot to come. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the last time we won the league was in, in 1990. Mm-hmm. When our team was kind of, listen, mm-hmm. champions now, mate. Last time we won it, kind of champions. So, you know, but prior to that, it was 1990. So, at that time, it was a team that was kind of in the transition period, you could say like were, I think a lot of the older players were like close to retiring or moving clubs and whatnot. So, so yeah. But yeah, but it was, kind of, it, was it was a great, great weekend for the celebrations. For that, the sheets just straight away, <laughs> as you can see on my Instagram. So yeah. But the nice thing about this is that when Liverpool won the league in 1990, I was three years old. And then, we won the league now, and my son is three years old. So that's like the nice start to winning the league. So let's hope he doesn't have to win now, but yes. <laughs> let's, He's free. No, 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 let's not, let's not, that's not the case. So. Yeah, I see but the yeah. pattern here. Yeah, I'm going to try and ruin that pattern. But yeah, let's, let's see how that goes. But um, but to be honest, I, I'm just happy that football's back to you. Because mm. uh, this is our first episode in three months. Yeah, and I've, wow. I've said this football. Yeah, I've missed it so much. We watched, I think we watched Women's League, but it's not the same. Mm. Let's be honest. No, it's not the same. I just think that it's, it's, yeah, I'm, I think we're, we're quite good in the sense that we are avid football fans, but there's something about the magic of the premiership, which just like that was definitely missing. 100%. It wasn't even just like watching our team because, like you said, me and you are average football fans, so we'd love to watch any type of football. But Premier League is different, it's just different quality, different stuff. Yeah. Even my fans, it just has that different build up to it as well, you know. So, so yes, yeah, so I was I was really happy that the Premier League was like, obviously, everyone wanted the season to be avoided, so for obvious reasons. But, you know, my team is champion, but we've got quite a lot to talk about today. So, we'll be covering maybe 30. Uh, 31 so you know normally we wouldn't have so many games to speak about but because of the way the schedule is uh, there's a lot to cover so what we'll do we'll we'll talk about like the best sort of events or talking points that have happened in the past 10 days so first thing first would be uh, Mr. David Luiz um, <laughs> so the, the first day Man City and Arsenal to be honest, I was looking forward to again picking, you know, it's been highly anticipated. No one's played football for three months, you know. Arsenal must be up for it, you know? Mm. Yeah, it didn't go to, <laughs> go to that sort of um, plan. And that, that Louise was the star of the show, but not for the right reasons. Yeah, I, I think um, 
he's just a walking, you know, disaster, isn't it? Like, he comes on, sees a penalty, gets sent on, you know, and I just think, yeah. how's that even possible? He, remember, he yeah. came on, he didn't start the game. <laughs> he came on and, you know, yeah. and I just think, he, he was a good player, but it's the fact that you can't determine his position. Well, he labels himself centre back or defender. I, I don't even think he's worthy of that. And Phil Jones is a better defender than him. You know, and that, that's saying something. Yeah, yeah I, I, I just think it was a shambles from the top of it. Yeah, it's such a shame because I think technically he's a good player, but. As a defender, he just has that lapse of concentration, but it happens too much. Like you'd kind of understand if it's a young player, but he's a veteran in that team. If you think about it, you know he's he's played for so many top clubs. Played for Chelsea, yeah. went to PSG as well. Started his career at Benfica, so he's been at big clubs. So you would have thought he would have gone out of it, but no, it's not. It's not been the case. And then, fine enough, they offer him a contract extension two, three days later. So. I don't, I don't know if that's desperation on their part or I don't know, to be honest with you. I think it's stupidity, but I just also think that there's no ethos or structure in the club anymore. Yeah. I think that any right manager would be like, he's not wearing yeah. of that shirt. You know, so yeah. I don't know what's happening with Arteta, if we're to a decision or not, but I don't think that was a smart choice. And I just have to say that. Uh, Louise is the only one that's coming from all of this. He's getting, I think, yeah. 160k. Yeah, one top end there, I think, yeah. Yeah, so 131, I can't remember the exact figures, but he's laughing. You know, he's there for another year. Even if he doesn't play, I think he's 33 now, so I think he's down to the fact that even his Brazil days are coming to an end, if not ended. You know, so he's just collecting checks now. Yeah. Good on him on that part, but from Arsenal's point of view, yeah. I would probably prefer that they give the youngsters some of their defenders. So they've got that um, defender from St. Etienne, um, Saliba, I think his name. So, you know, they've got players there that kind of you need to give them a chance to flourish in the team as well. And this is the time to play youngsters, you know. Mm. Arsenal really aren't in that position to sign those big signings. They can't go off and sign a, a Koulibaly from Napoli or mm. they don't have that kind of financial power to do that. So they're not united. And, uh, You know, only time will tell if he comes good or not. But you know, like like we said, the only winner from this is David Luiz. Okay. Uh, so moving on, uh, we can talk about a new sort of partnership that's developed, or I should say, fans have been waiting very patiently, and that's Pogba and Fernandez. So I can really see you know getting happy about that soon. Um, so what did you think of their initial sort of performance uh, against Tottenham in particular? It was, I mean, to be fair, Pogba came on. He didn't start, isn't it? Yeah. Um, you can tell what we've been missing. Yeah. In the sense that Pogba came on, he literally took the game by the scruff of his neck and just like, listen, we're, we're losing. Like, yeah. I'm not here to accept defeat. I mean, 
you can tell that they were still trying to like find best position because if I was yeah. to say Pogba is more comfortable when pushed further up. 100%. Yeah. This whole thing where let him sit back and play deep and dictate play, he's more than capable, don't get me wrong, but yeah. I don't think that's suited for him necessarily. And I think. But who's, who was, because I've always seen Pogba as a box to box or a number 10. I've never seen him as a number 6. I know he's got that as a shirt number, but that doesn't reflect his actual playing style or position. Yeah, I mean, I, I would have him. As a box to box number ten, yeah. I think in United, I think he's actually got more natural number ten than him. Yeah. So, you know, for Pogba to work, I still believe we need. Huh? I said like Lingard. Are you all right? <laughs> he's, he's your number ten star player, you know. Could go to Barca and all that. <laughs> but um, I actually think for him to work, it would be where it's a four-three-three formation, and he'll be like attacking mid on the left, pushing up. Because you see how he was at Juventus. Yes, that system. That's his Yeah, really well. on the left side. Yeah, forward as well. And he had that freedom to cut in, yeah. you know, dictate yes. play. He'll be effective. Do you see what I'm saying? And unfortunately, that's not Solskjaer's desired method of play now. He's mastered, not mastered, but he's effectively doing a 4-1 or 4-2-1 free. Do you see what I'm saying? So we have four uh, midfielders, then the two uh, midfielders. Yeah. Pogba and Fred or Pogba and Tommy, whatever. Then we have number 10. Either side you have uh, Rashford, Greenwood, and then Marshall up top. So I'm excited. Don't get me wrong, but I just, you know what? I just I can see it where they'd be like stepping on each other's toes for that period of time, just to understand who suited where. Because Fernandez, he's hit the ground running, so I kind of think he deserves to be able to like say, "This is where I'm going to be. This is my position." Pogba, remember, still got to come in. And his spot because Fred was playing okay. Yeah. Matic is, you know, doing well. You know, so someone has to get expensed. But I think, yeah, look, it's exciting. You know, the Tottenham game he came, I was really pleased because he yeah. really took that by the scrap of the neck and was just like, listen, we're not gonna lose. And I just think for times to come, yeah. I think he will stay. And I think that, you know, it will be where Solskjaer will have to look and train in pre-season what's the best way to utilise both. But yeah, you answer your question, I'm excited. I, I think it can only be yeah. for strength. When they play together, it's different. Like, you can even see that against um, United. Yeah. So it was just class. Like, them two together, we had Rashford, we had Greenwood, and Matic played, and I think this is solid. You know, and this is something... I think he needs to adapt his formation. Like you have to always, you can't really be that stubborn to have a particular formation that you want to play week in week out. Yeah. If you've got two box box players that have that natural play of playing that style, you have to play them to the position because they will dictate the play. Mm. So you can't have two DMs and then one sort of like a centre mid or, or an attacking mid, and one has to kind of like sort of like ruin the, not ruin their play but have to do like play in a deeper position to occupy the other person mm. the best formation would be to try and suit your best players of your squad it goes without saying so um i was quite impressed by Pogba, but obviously uh, i was more impressed to agree with in terms of the way he came on the pitch mm. and made an impact as well so a young player as well um whenever he comes on he always just looks like he's just hungry as well so that's the type of player that you want Exactly. So, um, and even the game against Sheffield United, um, I think Martial had a good game, but I think it was the, I think Fernandez, in terms of the way he dictated play, was quite evident that you know he's involving this team. So, mm. yeah, exciting time for, for United. Um, I just think the manager has to be a bit smart in terms of how he 
the, how he kind of sets his team as well because you, like you, you just said that you believe he'll stay. I think he will stay now just because of the whole sort of situation in the world right now in terms of the virus because I think in terms of transfers it's going to be very difficult to see big transfers in the next year or two. That's how I see it at the minute. So, but, but you're going to pay top of the top of the range. You're not going to get people like that. Twenty. It's going to be what you paid for minimum. So, so yeah, it'll be interesting. So I think with Solskjaer, I think he can't. Any, I don't know how their relationship is because um, it's not quite to the neutral or to the public that they have a good relationship or not. So they will have to kind of dig deep and form that if they want the team to be successful. And it, the success does actually lie with Pogba, in my opinion. I mean, he's one of your best players and Fernandez as well. So, yeah. so it'll be interesting to see how it goes. Um, so, so the next talking point I would say is, well, not a talking point, I think it was the match that had the best goals was um, Watford and Leicester. Two sublime goals. I think on paper we're picking oh, it's probably just a normal 0-0, one one sort of Basically. match which yeah, you know, one one result, but the goals were just out of this world. Chilwell, I think he's if if you used to say he's probably less surprising, but it's still an amazing goal. Chilwell has been a constant like performer in this season. Yeah, the great season. Yeah, and he was big move in the season. Yeah. But like you said, the goal was just sweetly struck, you know, and yeah. it just reminds me of like every, you know, really, another United legend, you know, just, he used to strike the, UK there? UK? Yeah, sorry, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. Yeah. You need a minute? Oh, Carlos, because bloody hell. <laughs> <laughs> that would not be the right comparison. <laughs> no, no, but like, I think when you strike a shot as sweet as that, you know almost as soon as you hear it, it's going in. Yeah, you think, yeah. Even the, the, the equaliser, that came out of the blue as well, but it's a defender scoring a bicycle kick. So, what a way to grab the winner, though. I think that was a fantastic goal. It was, it was, it was a good equaliser, isn't it? Equaliser. Well, yeah, literally last minute, was like the ninth fourth minute, so, yeah. yeah perfect timing. Honestly, that, that is what the Premiership's all about. And I think, you know, regardless of whether it's a top, like, top um, teams playing against each other or whatnot, there will always yeah. be entertainment. Definitely. And this is yeah. what I about. But the goals were perfect. Though. Top of, They really were. Top, top class, man. Yeah. What do you think about the Brighton and Arsenal game? So, on paper, this would just seem like a normal game to me. Yeah. But they're not fireworks, to be honest with you, especially between Mope and Wenduzi. Mope, you got a straight away, just... Respect to the guy. I loved his interview towards the end of the game. He just doesn't care. No, but it's, uh, I think a lot of strikers have that kind of arrogance. I feel like when they're playing on the pitch as well, they need to have that attitude. But, you know, he, he was probably getting a lot of abuse during that game as well, so he just said what he felt. I love that aggression in play, especially from a striker as well. So I think he was in the right place to say that as well. Um, yeah. Especially, you know, with well, uh, the winning goal as well. So, but yeah, not sure about Quintus' uh, behaviour, though, if that is the case. You know, talking about salary and all that stuff. Like, mate, just play the game. You know? It's classless. And I think, um, I think Arteta said that he's practicing Definitely, because of his behaviour, which I agree with, and I think you've got to clamp down on that type of behaviour because it's not. I think it was an interview with Lee Dixon or something like that, Ray Parler, a couple of days ago, and they said yeah. that there's no you know, like captain, real leader in that because in the days where Vieira, Cambio, yeah. all of those players. So, yeah. Tony Adams, for reason. Yeah. We would have pulled a youngster and been like, what nothing, come here, man. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. That's, that's something that I think is in the league in general. Yeah. Not many leaders now. Yeah. But also in the Arsenal team, you can just see there's no, like, there'll be players of age. Yeah. But that doesn't really mean nothing in football terms. Do you understand? So you can get a youngster who's literally a leader from like 
straight from like leading the way they play on the pitch, the way they're tackling people or showing their question. So, yeah. yeah, you're right. I think if this was like back in the day, he wouldn't have like had that attitude. But to be fair, you're right, it's classless because even if you're a team that's top of the league, for example, you don't want your youngsters to have that attitude. That's not really the right attitude to have as a footballer in general. So, I was quite surprised to to hear that. Obviously, like, I'm not judging someone in terms of how they are on pitch, but I didn't see Guendouzi as that kind of character, just yeah. the way he seemed. So, it was a bit like, I was thinking, hang on, you can't really, you know, if he's getting that sort of abuse, then rightly so, he should really, you know, say what he said in the interview, that the guy needs a bit of, you know, humility installed in it, because that's not the right answer. You know? Obviously, it comes from the management of the club, it comes from the people in that sort of dressing room as well to say, look, you know, you need to grow up. You might, you might be a youngster, but this is a this is a game where you know your your career can go in a flash. Yeah. So appreciate what you don't, you know, talk about material stuff. That's not the way to the way to go. So, but yeah, in general, the match I think was a was a good match. Um, I think that kind of fired up more play a little little extra. So he just wanted, he just had that sort of like fight where he went. Get the good winner and rightly so, a nice little left wing finish as well. So, wow. deservedly, I think Brian left there. Arsenal awesome. just been shocking, yeah. if I'm honest with you. Really bad. Um, don't know where it's going to go. What do you think? Like, do you see them improving? Because I think they're 10th now. Yeah, they're 9th. Yeah. But I, I just think that I don't think that they can get any worse than what they are. But it's it's just quite alarming how much of a decline they've had in the last couple of months. And I yeah. don't think this coronavirus has helped them because there doesn't seem to be that unity in the performance. It seems a bit lackluster within the formation and the right players that you have. You're not utilising yeah. it properly because I think the best front three would be Pepe, Demian, and that's even been played since the restart so it begs the question what what is going on and is martin any injured or i don't know but you know he's he's something that i think he'll be injured for us either okay fine fine but um yeah i just think look there's they've got the resources but you know again who's actually running that team? who's managing it and that's yeah. the thing. like I feel for Arteta, but yeah, I think look, you can't get any worse. But well done to Brighton because they just, regardless of being one or down, they're just like sub this. Let me come in, yeah. just do bits, and then they did that. So yeah, well done to them. Man. Yeah, it's definitely, definitely. I think they definitely deserve to the victory the way they play. So fully deserve it, in my opinion as well. Yeah. Um, another combination we saw back in action was Adama. And he meant it. So, two games, so they had a game against West Ham, and then the, the following game was against Bournemouth. Literally, like for like goals, where Adama's is funny, tearing down the right wing, lost it from the, from, the, from the corner or from the edge of the wing, and then nice little header, a nice little finish with Jimenez. Very, very like for like to the positioning as well. Mm. Um, I think Wolves are in great form. But do you see Adama staying at Wolves? Uh, and if not, where do you think he'll go next season? What, what club do you think would suit his style of play? Where do you think he'll end up? I don't actually think any of them would stay. I think Jimenez or Adama or... Yeah. Jimenez, I'm not sure where he could end up. But priority, I actually think he could do well at Liverpool. Um, it would pain me if he went there, but that's the type of club he should be looking at. I think they always thought that you know, Real Madrid and Barcelona were always looking at him. Okay. You know, and uh, I think he could go back to Spain and prove people wrong. I think he should stay in the Premier League, to be honest with you. Uh, if there is interest from the top teams or mm. even top 16, but I, I feel like it depends who it is on because I feel like Wolves are in such a great position right now. They are rivaling for the top four, so um, you wouldn't want to go to a club where you come sort of saving the second fiddle and you don't really get games. So yeah. at the minute, he's actually because he's playing so much right now. So and he's got the fit for the manager and he's got a great partnership with 
star striking, which is the yeah. but the ball's in the team as well. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how how they how he does. To be fair, Jimenez, I've been really impressed with. I think all season. Uh, yeah, I think I can see him being top of the uh, list for a lot of clubs all over Europe, not even just the Premier League. Almost really. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see where he goes because. Top player, he's got everything. I don't think he lacks anything in terms of ability. He's mm. a bit of everything. Old school striker, I'd say he is. I think, yeah, he's, and he's still quite young, like 26. 27, I think. Yeah. So he's still, yeah, got, yeah, he's still got time. And I think, you're right, he could definitely demand the top club and then, you know, smash it wherever he goes. So, yeah, so, yeah good luck to him, man. Uh, what did you think of... Um, Chelsea's performances. So, I, for, for me personally, I thought Pulisic has been great in the last couple of games because uh, he didn't get much games prior to the whole lockdown situation. So, um, he's just made that left foot position his, and he's just been dominating plays. So even the first match that he plays had a great run, great finish, and obviously the game, the game against Man City, you know, did my team a favour. Uh, ironic because Mendy slipped. And then Pulisic went through the score, so just like, you know, ironic how you know we won the title due to someone slipping. So, so yeah, perfect idea. But yeah, back to Chelsea. Um, I've been with him. I've been really impressed with him. I'm quite happy because I just watched quite a bit of him in Dortmund, and I thought he would have done well. But I guess it takes time for youngsters to kind of just. get used to the speed of the Premier League, yeah, and adjust to the way the team plays as well as the, the speed and intensity of the league. Yeah, 100%. I think he's got the right age to, even if he like, didn't do well this season, it would have been a yeah. learning curve for him. And he could have hit oh, the running next year. Like, I'd be yeah. interested to see if this is just a splurt, like, in the, a period when he's having a good uh, season. Uh, good yeah. season. But I do think that, you know, if he was to do this next season as well, then we can start to see and or put him on the same level as people like Sancho and all of those because they're all yeah. talents but I think for me you've got to be consistent with it yeah. you know but he's definitely I think also, yeah I think also probably a lot of pressure for him as mm. he, he was probably looked at the replacement for Hazard as well yeah so because even though the deal was agreed last January uh, last year, before the season ended, before then Hazard left, I think there was a lot of pressure that he probably felt going in. So uh, it's good to see that he's performing well. Uh, exciting times at Chelsea, to be honest with you. Um, they've just uh, wrapped up the deal for Werner, Timo Werner, a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, 50, 50 men, I believe it is. Mm-hmm. And they've got Ziyech. So exciting times for Anderlin to have us. So imagine if they got Havertz in that team as well. They got. They would have six players. Yeah, um, definitely. And they will have the depth as well, which is like it's not even just the starting lineup. They will have the other youngsters on the bench. So they'll still have Mount. They'll still have Hudson and Doyle. They'll still have Tammy Abraham. Like they got so much quality going forward. And you know, still got Kante in the team. I don't think he'll move at this, at this one at time, but mm. they need to keep on with one of my favorite players in the, in the league. So having him and Jorginho in the, on the pitch. Defense, they're not bad either. I think they might need a left back. Chilwell might be the answer to their solution. They've been linked to him for a number of months. So mm. I can see him going there, or maybe Man City, but I think he might prefer Chelsea just the way I think they're setting up the team. Maybe working with Frank Lampard, another Englishman might favour for him. I don't know. But it'll be interesting to see how, how it pans out for um, Chilwell. Mm. But yeah, exciting. Chelsea. Yeah. The players that they've got coming in is just. Yeah. You know, it's envious because you wish that you had them, but I'm just keen yeah. to see how Frank Lampard will be as a manager. I'm not fully confident yeah. or singing his praises just yet, but he's done a good job. Yeah. But he hasn't proved anything yet. No, I think he's shown great signs, to be fair. I think, ironically, the transfer ban has actually helped him. Oh. Uh, if that wasn't the case, he might have come to Chelsea with a long list of players and said, these are the players I want, just buy them for me. Because at Chelsea, wealth isn't really an issue there. So, 
it probably helped in terms of that he had to use the youngsters, give them a chance, and now they've all flourished. So now they can kind of look into Europe and try and find the right sort of players for that type of football, the, the philosophy that he wants to play. So, um, yeah, exciting times at Chelsea, to be honest with you. Um, intrigued to see how how they do the transfer market and what other players they're signing to be honest with you. Um, but it's good to see a lot of English players, especially young players, getting a chance. Uh, I think that's lacking across the league. Um, speaking of young players, actually, so uh, Bolden made a start for the City the other day um, and was literally starting the show. Uh, do you think he'll be a star for Chelsea, uh, for sorry, City next year? No, I still don't think so. Really? Despite David Luiz, uh, I'm sorry, David Luiz, why am I going <laughs> David Silva. <laughs> David Silva. No, uh, I don't. I don't. I, I think he will definitely play a lot more, but he won't be their starting player. I Do you think no science to replace Silva, or would it be someone else in the team that would get more games than him? I think it would be someone else that gets more games because you know Bernardo Silva also uh, capable of playing there, yeah. and he's very good. You know, and Foden's good, but I still don't think Guardiola trusts him enough to start in impact games. And, you know, it's funny because I think he's potentially world-class Foden. But yeah. your manager doesn't trust you just yet. Um, not but he might be doing it to kind of make sure... I think the, the problem with England, for example, is that we put too much hype and too much pressure on young players, especially if they've come through the ranks. And there's too much spotlight on these youngsters, so he's probably just trying to water down that expectation mm-hmm. and let him play his game. And mm-hmm. probably tell him to be, be patient, you will get your games. Um, Silver's leaving next season, even though next season you might not be a star, but you'll slowly be better than the team. So I would say, I would, I would think that is the message from Pep. You know, Pep's managed like the best players in the world, so he knows he's got a quality star in um, Bowden, so I'm sure he'll manage. And to be fair, you you want to be managed by one of the best, Guardiola, and he will get the best out of him. So, um, so yeah, so good for him to have me had a great game. Um, but yeah, let's see how how next it goes for him. Uh, so another game that we could sort of cover was the Liverpool game. So I quickly, I was impressed by Vina's goal. I loved his goal. Good goal, yeah, good goal. Was, yeah, good goal. Got and the way we played, played kind of. Huh? You're rather excited, isn't it? To be fair, it was just a normal day in the office watching that game, to be fair, you know. One, two, three, goes left, right, centre. Well, you know, you can just tell by the difference of having Salah on the pitch. Obviously, he's one of our best players, but the first game that we played against Everton, we just lacked pace all over the team or over, on the wide areas. Um, just to have Salah's presence just kind of takes everyone in the team as well. So, yeah. it, was, yeah, it was good to watch a lot more exciting than the first uh, game from after lockdown. Um, but yeah, I was happy, happy with that performance. It was a good year, um, solid, solid victory. And Crystal Palace, to be fair, I was quite impressed with um, Crystal Palace last week when they played against Bournemouth. So I thought, personally, I thought Crystal Palace looked to be the most well-equipped team out of all the, all the teams in the league. So, so they weren't, you know, easy to play against. So, and they never are, to be fair. They're kind of like little bogey teams. So. Uh, but yeah, really impressed with the performance. Uh, perfect for us in terms of the next day where you know we're crowned champions. I'm not sure if I mentioned that earlier. Um, but, <laughs> but yeah, we came to. Well, that's to see a bit interesting now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so one thing I want to talk about is Leicester. So I think when me and you've covered our previous episodes in the last few months. I was speaking quite highly of Leicester, but I feel like they've lost a lot of momentum the last sort of couple of weeks. Do you see Leicester finishing? I do. I think they've done enough to secure it, to still have it. Um, I don't think they'll drop that many more, that much more points to drop out of the top four. I don't see it possible. Yeah. And it's only because United and Chelsea, I still don't think are that consistent to win the remaining games and not even to lose you know so yeah. 
I agree with you, the performances haven't been great, but they've done enough to secure top four. You know, this is probably like their last season where they can have these type of like, positions because Chelsea will be stronger. Man City, Liverpool, United will yeah. be there. Um, Tottenham will be there. Everton, I think, will have a good shout because Ancelotti will have pre-season. We'll get squad, we'll get better players for them. They're fully like adaptive yeah. way of playing. But I think Leicester, they should enjoy it now because this will be the last time they'll be in top four. I think for a while, anyway. Yeah, I'm not sure about Leicester. I think. I think out of all the teams they've got probably the most difficult picks. I think they've had to play Man City and Arsenal. I think they've played Tottenham as well. And I think Chelsea as well possibly. They've got they've got to play a lot of the top six teams. So I can see them dropping points. Um it's such a tough one, even at this stage you kind of predict that I think I think it would be safe to say Chelsea would get third position. And it's just a football point between You think Chelsea will get third? Yeah, I think they will. I think the way they play, they've got a lot of momentum going on, so and they're playing with a lot of confidence. Just the way they played the last couple of games, I feel like they're kind of geared up for next season as well. Maybe because of the signing, or maybe just there's a different atmosphere at the club right now. So um, Wolves have been quite impressed with. Uh, it's a it's a flip for me. I think I've said in, my, in our previous episode the flip between United and Wolves that would be my kind of prediction. I've, I think Tottenham are quite far apart. I think ten points, nine ten points gap right now. I think that's quite a big distance to cover up. What for top four? No, I think they're not that far. I think it's only four or five now. No, I don't let me I think it's a bigger gap to be honest with you. Really? So Tottenham are seventh at the minute with forty-five points, and Chelsea are fourth with fifty-four. So nine points. Mm. Okay. That's that's a big at this stage, I think. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I get that. I think we're so inconsistent as well, Tottenham. Like you don't know what you get with them. I think you're right. I think Tottenham are probably out of it. Wolves and United will be will be vying for that top, the last position. Yeah. I think. Well, yeah. they, if Man City get the ban, isn't it? But yeah, yeah. But I think yeah, Leicester. It's a shame, but I think they've exceeded expectations this season as well. Yeah, I think the pressure might be getting to them as well a little bit. You know. Yeah. But like, because it wasn't. I'm I'm sure it wasn't like oh yeah, let's get top four. It wasn't a goal. It was just to stay in the top half. If we can challenge for a Europe spot, and I'm talking Europe League, that would be an amazing season. Mm. But. I think they are kind of surpassing their own uh, sort of expectations. But it will be interesting to see how it ends. But I, for me, I just think with United, their experience might help there as well. Chelsea as well, they've got Frank Lampard, so he's been in these situations. So as a player, they've got experience there. Wolves are still kind of like, they're a quality team, but they still don't have that experience as well. So I'm excited to see how it ends. But... I think that's a good shout. I think, yeah, that would be interesting, but you're right. I think, I, actually, I still think it would be the Liverpool, Leicester. Leicester, I, I'm not going to lie, Leicester, I think, will still be there. I think they have And then the three Chelsea, Wolves, and United will be fighting for the position. Yeah. But it'll be interesting. Yeah. For sure. So, yeah. In terms of relegation, so let's go to the other side of the table. Who do you see going down? Are you seeing any improvements from certain teams? or No. no. At this stage, do you feel the current bottom three, which is Bournemouth, Villa, Norwich, are they guaranteed to go down? It's a dead what do you think? It's a dead set. Yeah. I don't see no change. Yeah. Norwich, no, not strong enough. They play decent football, but no strength and depth. Aston Villa just haven't done enough for me, and I'm not. It's not a change. Bournemouth, I think, are the worst. Not the worst, but I just see them constantly. Yeah, they've not improved that. Or they haven't shown any signs of improvement. Or you, there's no hope. 
I don't feel like the way to play, you get any confidence, if you're, especially if you're a former fan. So, yeah, me personally, I think it's going to stick the way it is. Um, unfortunately for Norwich, they play great football. Uh, we've got some really good youngsters. Yeah. And unfortunately, they might even struggle to come back up next year because I feel like they'll be selling a lot of those good, good players. Handwells, they've got, got Aaron's, you've got uh, Brundia as well, the Argentine winger as well. You've got that Lee. Yeah. Yeah. So they've got some quality players that everyone in the Premier League has seen that you know, they could do a job for some of the other teams. So, yeah, Bournemouth have not been impressed with unfortunately. I just think they just lack any firepower whatsoever. In this league, you know, if you haven't got one striker scoring double figures at least, it's not going to happen. It doesn't matter how good your team is. No. I think Grealish is their star man and they depend too much on him. Yeah, yeah. That goes without saying. He just he bosses it, and I think he can't carry that team. No. I think it's not too much pressure. It's too much pressure on him, and yeah, it's unfortunate. But like you're saying, those three would definitely go down. Yeah, definitely. I agree. So to round up our episode today, I wanted to just mention some of the transfer deals. I know it's quite early in terms of. Transfers happening, but there's been quite a few interesting deals. So, we mentioned earlier, Werner was uh, a done deal to Chelsea. Yeah. So, I, know a little, I saw a little memes about you know, Liverpool missing out on the, the player they wanted for six months. Me personally, I, I wasn't distraught about it. Um, yeah. From his point of view, I think Chelsea was the right fit in terms of game time, uh, obviously, <laughs> salary wise as well. You can't complain to the way he will be earning. Um, and it's probably the right club for him at this stage anyway. So, so you know, I wish him all the way. I think it's a good move for him. Um, another move that hasn't con- con- concluded yet is Hakimi to oh, yeah. Milan. Yeah. Uh, they're linked to, uh, I think, a 40 million move. I'm quite surprised that none of the Premier League teams have got full of players, to be honest with you. Uh, yeah. He's someone that really impressed me. I think he's, um, he's going to be one that will go there. And then he'll have like a stand-up performance season. And then another big club will pick him up. Yeah. That's just... I think Real Madrid will sign him. Yeah, 100%. He'll go... To re-sign him like a couple of years' time. It's just something they always do. This is it. This is it. They want him to get that experience. You see what I'm saying? Elsewhere. You know, and I think yeah. he probably... I think... Don't be surprised if that's even written somewhere. And he probably even knows that himself. Like five back or something. Yeah, you know, and I think that 100% he's a stand-up performer and I just think he's only going to go from strength to strength. Yeah, I agree. Um, so, at the minute he's on loan at Dortmund, but yeah. what I think that deal is, is uh, close to completion. Yeah. Uh, linked, uh, it's not even linked, they've actually completed a deal for uh, Munia from PSG on a free transfer. Belgium International, he's a quality player, so you know, it's a great replacement for Hakimi, to be honest. But they always sign the players at the right time and at the right price as well, so they do fantastic in terms of recruitment and the financial deals. Dortmund and Juve have got like a good, such a good system. They get the best free transfers and everything. Free transfers, but they don't break the bank to buy players. Yeah. So, yeah. And they're quality players as well. Yeah. Difference, yeah, big difference. Not splashing the cash for no reason, you know. So, exactly. yeah, and another deal that's literally just been announced well, I think about an hour ago to Juventus mm-hmm. and uh, Milan Pjanic going the other way to Barcelona. So, I think um, it's practically a swap deal, but I think Juventus have paid a bit more extra for, for their players. So, what do you think of this? Because for me, I I'm not saying I'm a you know a regular La Liga viewer, but I do you know try to catch games here and there. Not really been overly excited by Arthur, to be honest with you. I think he's a decent player, but not to kind of demand that kind of salary or sorry that transfer fee. I don't think justifies that price tag. Pjanic, um, I've always liked him. I think he's a top player, but I think he's like close to like early thirty. That's not really. I, it's not. A, it's not a player that I thought would go to Barca at this stage, but maybe that just shows that Barca don't have the strategy in place at the because they did that last year and they signed Vidal. Mm. It's a similar age as well. They don't really have the kind of legs that you want 
thought a Barcelona team where you've got, you know, that tick attack and stuff sort of football as well. So, what do you think of the whole, the whole um, these top deal? Because we can't really comment these days, are I don't, I don't, I, I mean, I don't get it. You're right. I mean, Arthur, he's a good player. Yeah. But, again, he wasn't setting the world alight. He wasn't where, you know, uh, he, he was like stand-up performances every week, week in, week out. But he was doing what was needed, if that makes sense. And yeah. even still, it wasn't where I'm doing it. Oh, my God, did you see the game? Because Arthur did, no, nah, it's not that. And, you know, it's yeah. the same thing I struggled with it. Pinnich. Yeah. All right, promise. I'm telling you, bro. I'm telling you. But um, it's a strange one because there was even an article today. I think for the president, presidential candidate for Barcelona, he was even saying that there hasn't been a structure in place up until now. You know, because if you look at either signings like Malcolm, Kevin Prince, you know, uh, Braithwaite or whatever his name is, you know. It just doesn't. Yeah, you're not gonna get. <laughs> it just doesn't add up. Do you see what I'm saying? It's not a typical Bayern signing. I'm not Bayern, but Barcelona signing. So it's one of those things where is it a panic buy? Maybe, but do I even feel that they needed him? No. What, what's he gonna bring? To sit on the bench? Yes, I was something today where I think Juventus were quite adamant on getting Arthur, and I think. Juventus don't have the finances to kind of pay for that big fee right now. So I think both of us just looked at the situation and be like, look, we'll take your best midfielder and you can take ours. And let's just, take, let's just leave it at that. And I think that's practically what's happening. I know it sounds silly, but that's literally what's happening because neither clubs are in that kind of capacity to make a 55 or 60 mil straight, yeah. just like that. Yeah. So they probably looked at the situation where, like, you know, this player was. And finally, enough, actually, heard or there's rumours going around saying that Arthur didn't want to uh, join the club. He refused when the initial uh, sort of approach happened. So he's only been swayed because a financial package um, was presented to him where he couldn't refuse it. So as a fan, if I was a Juventus fan, I would not be excited about that sort of signing because that's not something you want to hear from your new sign where the impact didn't come to the club because of financial reasons. You want to hear that, you know, not the typical that always my dream to play for you, like you probably didn't know of the team, but you want to hear that, you know, as soon as that club made an approach, for me, that's the club I want to join. That's the sort of stuff you want to hear, not, oh yeah, I'll take that. We have the care the bag. But that's what I'm saying. So now he can't come with that talk or this is a with that nonsense. Like, yeah. he will have to be no. like, boom. Yeah, I'm going to try and do my best and all of this, but it's, yeah. it's, it's difficult because now the, 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 the fans are looking and be like, oh yeah, great. He doesn't even really want to be here. So it's just like, you know, he, he, he shouldn't have been so open with it. I mean, it's not him saying it, but if that's report, yeah. it's not doing him any favours. So. And the fans catch up. So it'll depend. It'll, it'll kind of be interesting when he has his presentation to tell how we communicates that to his fans, to the fans as well. So um, if he hasn't shown any passion or whatnot, it will be quite evident that yeah, he doesn't really want to be there. PayPal is doing enough for him. So, um, so yeah. let's see him. how. Yeah, so. No, I'm saying good luck to him because, like, it's obviously. Yeah. Football's difficult, regardless. Sometimes you're put in these situations, you know, and you're always trying to, like, battle with the fans, and especially. Coming from Spain, which is difficult, and then going to Italy, it's not any better for him going to these type of fans because they're more savage and unforgiving. So, you know, yeah, yeah it's not like the Premiership where they're patient. Like, you know, these fans will literally turn yeah. you, you know, chase you outside the stadium. <laughs> yeah, literally. But to personally, I, I think he's quite fortunate that a club like Uber has gone in for him mm. because, like you mentioned earlier, I didn't see him as a like a like a wonder kid or like a world beater in that aspect. I just thought he's a good player. Um, I know he's got 20 caps for Brazil, but I didn't see him lighting up the league or, you know, someone that I had on my radar that I wish he came to the Premier League. I wish, you know, my team something. But I didn't really have that kind of vision whatsoever. So, yeah. like I said, good luck to the guy. Um, but we need to see what kind of transfer deals are happening because I feel like clubs 
I told three, three players in the who they want to sign for next year, but the wins just to see how that goes on. Uh, but to round up our episode, I just want to talk quickly about the FA Cup. So the semi-finals have been decided. Mm. Uh, do I need to ask you to tell the who's if you will win the FA Cup or do I need to say yeah, it's Man United. I mean, I, I'm not even trying to be silly, but I just think when it comes to playing big clubs, we've shown yeah. continuously, regardless of what their form is and where we are, we are yeah. strong enough to compete and actually outplay them. So everyone's like, oh, yeah, it'll be a City-Chelsea final. I'm just like, okay. I'm not, I'm not saying anything. I'm not saying anything because obviously people are just gassed because what Chelsea are doing now, you know, they're on a bit of a form. But I'm just like, yeah. okay, that doesn't mean anything. And I just think that anything can happen. It's the FA Cup. But I just think when we are fully forming and we're like on a roll, Chelsea, I don't think Chelsea can compete with us. So, yeah, I'm going for United to get to the final. It'll be close, but it'll be United's FA Cup. Yeah. I think I think that's the most exciting picture uh, for me is Chelsea against United. I feel like that would have been the perfect final to be fair. But um, I've gone for Chelsea and City. Fine, that's just my prediction. Um, I've been impressed with Chelsea, like I mentioned earlier on today. So I feel like they're the team in our But not to say United aren't doing well either. I just feel like there's a bit more of a sort of like a buzz of just the way they're playing. They have a bit more of an attack. Going on, so everything's free flowing up here at Chelsea at this, at this stage. So, and I don't mean to, but I don't see Arsenal doing anything. I'm honest with you. I just don't see, I just don't see anything happening. That was the reason the pitch nothing's happening on their part. So, uh, mm. yeah, it'll be, it'll be, I think, it'll be. Do you think it would be nice to see more football as well, to be honest with you? Because obviously, I'm Liverpool in the FA Cup, so for me, it's just more football. Seeing who does well. Um, FA Cup without the crowd might not have that kind of buzz about it, I guess, but it would be nice to see like who does who does well for us. So it'd be a good round for one of the teams, I guess. Yeah. Trophy in the back of the day, so, so yeah. Nice. Still, uh, yeah, I know you'll be hoping for that. So we'll see. You might have to do like a live sort of like mm. session watching. But if you're not interested, no, 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 it's fine. Huh? It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I can't. You're tapping, breaking up your house and everything. Yeah, I mean, that's perfect for quality content right there. I don't like that. Yeah. I don't like that. <laughs> it's fine. We can update afterwards. <laughs> You might do a social media thing, but, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll make sure you're, you're online and you're posting pictures at least and stuff. So. I like that. But yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting. But thanks for uh, tuning in, guys. Uh, we'll be coming up back with a new episode soon. So we'll be reviewing Game Week 22. And plus, I'm sure there'll be more rumours and transfer things happening as well. So uh, don't forget to like, subscribe, and comment on our videos. And follow us on Instagram. And we'll talk to you. Thanks for listening, guys. Thank you.